Welcome to the Better Off Bonus Call of the Week. We're sponsored by Betterment, the largest independent online financial advisor. If you'd like to get on the air with us, all you have to do is send an email. Ask Jill at betteroffpodcast.com. Ask Jill at betteroffpodcast.com. That is what Kelly did. Kelly's from Atlanta. Kelly and her husband have about 125 grand sitting in a savings account. So what's the problem? He is uncomfortable with how much money is sitting there doing nothing mm. with a 1.25% interest rate. Wait and a minute. That- 1.25% 1% more than the national average. Uh-huh. So you should feel yeah. good about yourself. What do you think is your emergency savings needs uh, if you know, 125-ish is too much. What 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 is the actual emergency reserve fund? What Where should it be, do you think? Um, I guess we have about maybe 60,000. And that's, that's even probably more than we need for six months uh-huh. of expenses. Okay. All right. We spend probably $7,000 a month or okay. 8000 All right. Nine on a bad month. <laughs> or a good month. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, are you guys both employed or is it one salary? Two, two salaries. And how much do you guys earn together? Um, about 203000 200 Okay, we'll call it. Um, mm-hmm. what, what, what do you guys do for work? Um, I'm a teacher, mm-hmm. and my husband works in business operations. Okay. So, teacher, you have probably have tenure, and you're probably not going to get fired, so you've got a pretty solid job, right? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if I, I find out that two, let's say two salespeople are married, I'll say, yeah, beef that, you know, it's okay to have a bigger emergency reserve fund just because income can be variable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in your case, having six months is just fine or six, seven months is just fine. So how old are you guys? I'm 41 and he's 49. I like that you had to think about that. Like, mm, <laughs> not sure. Uh, you guys got kids? Yes. How many? Three. Two are grown and one is 16. Oh, okay. Um, 16-year-old college, maybe. Does money have to get allocated for that? Um, Yeah, we're saving in a 529. And um, my husband, you know, is divorced. So hopefully mom will save some too. I I think that she should be covered. Okay, um, great. As long as she goes to state school. Perfect, perfect. Okay, so... Tell me a little bit more about what you guys have done saving and investing wise. Maybe we just add some of that emergency reserve money to what's going on. So what have you guys done? Let's start with retirement funds. Okay. So my husband in his 401k has uh, $380,000 and that's a target date fund. And he has a pension too, which Mm. neither of us are exactly sure how it works. Um, but it, 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 in it is $135,000, but I think he gets a certain amount at a certain age. So okay. I, have, I don't know what but that's, that is. It's good. It's like nothing bad can happen with that in terms of like, hey, there could be an extra nice stream of income, even if it's even if it were just like a thousand bucks a month. It's something. Something will right. come in. OK, so he's got 380 and is he maxing out his retirement account? Yes. So, and we do a backdoor Roth for both of us. Oh, sweet. Um, so I have um, about a hundred and fifteen thousand in mine, and he has thirty thousand in his. Great. And um, in my four fifty seven plan, I have a hundred and nine thousand dollars, 
And then I have a brokerage account with um, about $643,000 in stocks. And um, and I think that's about it. You are... Oh, I have a Lincoln annuity, too, that um, was uh, old 403B, and that's 52000 um, old 403B, meaning that it's still a non-qualified annuity or has it been rolled over? No. It, yeah, it's still, I mean, I, I haven't t- I haven't put any money in. I got it. It's it. just sitting yeah. there dormant, essentially. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's still there. It's a 403B. Okay, great. It's invested in, yeah. Okay, good. Um, so, um, got a lot of money. This is all good news. So what is it about the savings that you, it sounds to me like you want to keep it beefed up a little bit more than you need. He doesn't. What is it that you feel like you want to, why you want to have that money safe and liquid right now? Um, I, I don't really have any, you know, particular reason other than like, I've never, I've never had a loan on a car. You know, I'm just not comfortable with debt. Okay. Um, I had my house paid off when I moved into this house. I, it's just a discomfort with debt. Okay. And. Um, you know, he just wants to, I mean, he's feeling like, you know, he gave half of his, his retirement away. Like I want to make up time. I want to invest some money. I want to make something, you know, make something happen with extra money that's just sitting around. All right. Um, Well, I mean, so what you're telling me is that, you know, of, I'm just going to round, use round numbers. So of the 125, you need about half of it in emergency reserve. The other half could be moved if you could get comfortable with that. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, certainly you could just pop that right into your Schwab account, right? It's a non-qualified, it's a non-retirement account. You could just put it in there and invest. Does he have something different that he is thinking about? No. I mean, okay. I was saying to him last night, you know, that's an account that's been in my name. So I was thinking we could open a joint account, some kind of brokerage account. Right. Um, and, you know, use one of the robo advisors and do it, you know, and, and do something that's a little bit more conservative than just all stocks. Yeah, um, I think I was just going to say, I think that that might be a good thing. I mean, you, you're sort of in it together and you don't. And that way, you know, it'll, it, it may be risky. It may not be. You can sort of think of it as a. Uh, you could think of it as like an in-between kind of account, like, hey, you know, if something different happened in a few years, like if all of a sudden your 16-year-old, um, you know, goes to uh, a public school and you're covered, that's great. But if all of a sudden she's like, hey, I just got into some great school and you're like, you know, we do have this money, we could help her pay for it. You would have this money available that you could use it. But again, if it were, you know, if, if your retirement money is invested most aggressively, and then your non-retirement money comes is sort of one step down from that risk-wise. This money would be a step down from even that. Just that I think that you should think of this as what I would call intermediate term money. That, you know, we're in our 40s. If in 10 years this is like, gosh, we should we could have made more money being more aggressive, it won't matter. Because you have enough money now. You got about whatever it is, a million bucks. So you're going to be fine. You really are. It's just really a matter of you feeling comfortable with that. And, you know, look, if you were living alone and you were a single mom and you had a kid and you said to me, I feel better with 125 grand in the bank, I would not urge you to go against that. But he has a point in that, like, you have money, you have good cash flow. Things seem pretty stable. So there's no reason not to put the money to work, except for the fact that, you know, I don't want you to go crazy either. So can you get your can you get comfortable with that? Yeah, I mean, it's just I'm worried. Like, well, you know, you have it invested, and you sell, and then you pay capital gains. You know, to me, it's like, well, what? You know, I don't. I I just have not 
I don't know what the loss would be then, especially if it's invested in something that's like bonds, which I don't understand at all. You know, I don't know. Like, how do you then liquefy that? So so there's a couple of things that you can do. So right now, tell me in your that Schwab account, you said there was six hundred and forty something thousand dollars or six hundred fifty grand. What's in there? Stocks or mutual funds? What's in there? It's yeah, it's mostly individual stocks. There's like thirty nine individual stocks and um, and then three like ETFs that are also individual so. stocks. Dude, you're a player. Well, my dad is an economist. So, you know, from a very young age, he had helped. He had picked out stocks for me. And then I just sort of around 28 started, you know, asking for tips and advice and so forth, which I know is a little bit, you know, not normal, but I feel I feel pretty good about it. Looking at the cost basis and the growth and can all I, of that. Can I label this caller the abnormal investor? I mean, I think yeah. that you're perfect. This is great. I mean, look, you've got these stocks. You probably, hopefully, it's diversified, but you, it's all stock, meaning that you don't have any bonds anywhere right. except in your. In his 401k, he's got a target date fund, so there has mm-hmm. some bonds in it. But mostly, you guys are all 100% stocks, correct? Yes, yes. All right, so here's something to think about. <clears throat> Maybe the interim step for you is that you start to consider trying to add some bonds to your overall allocation. And maybe mm-hmm. you do that inside of your retirement account because, you know, obviously making change. So the, here's the thing. With a bond or a bond fund, you have income that you get from it. If you if you that income is is pushing into a retirement account, it's not taxed. Now, tell mm-hmm. me you said you live in Atlanta. Does Georgia have a state income tax? Yes. Okay. So, if you put bonds in your non-retirement account, then those bonds are going to throw off income unless they are municipal bonds, which is a whole different category. But basically, bonds bond is easy. Think of it this way. You make a loan to someone or some company or some municipality and they pay interest. That's a bond. That's all mm-hmm. it is. And some kinds of bonds are taxable on that that in, the interest they pay you is taxable and some are not. So what you could theoretically do is add some corporate bond holdings inside of your retirement accounts. I mean, I just don't think you need to be 100% in stocks. You're you're mm-hmm. young, but you're not that young. So even yeah. even if you said uh like what's in, you said his target date fund. I mean, maybe what you do is you say target date fund for him, instead of having it in just one fund, you say, look, let me put half of the money in a stock index fund and half of the money in a bond index fund. Just like that. Mm-hmm. Boom. And then all of a sudden your your risk level is going to go down a little. So mm-hmm. that's one thing to consider. And then when you add the money to a brand new account, if you were to go to an online advisor like Betterment, who is our sponsor, I always have to say that, then you just make sure that you note when you're filling out your risk parameters that you need to be tax efficient. And I think that then you could be you, you'd be in good shape. I just would never be. Look, I'm a total wimp. Your dad may be an economist. He may be the best stock picker in the world. You may be the best stock picker in the world. And now I presume that all these stocks have a big, you know, gain embedded in them. So you don't want to sell them. But what you want to do is you want to manage your risk overall by saying, hey, I can't be 100 percent stocks for the rest of my life. It's not a smart way to go. So I'm going to add something that gives me stability. It makes sense to me now that you have a big emergency reserve fund or a big cash position because it's sort of it's also a way to. mitigate some of the risk that exists. So probably in the back of your head, that may have been in your mind. 
So that's what I would do. I would just add some bond positions to the retirement accounts. And, you know, if you're comfortable with index funds, there are bond indexes that are really cheap. And that's how I would manage it. Um, does okay. that make sense? Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we were filling out like the robo advisor last night on what we could do with the money, it was saying it was um, it was advising municipal bonds. Mm-hmm. So. So, um, right. And so the- so the reason why that would be is that because you're in a high tax state, a municipal bond, which you would buy like a Georgia state bond and mm-hmm. the the interest that you receive would not be taxed at a federal or a state level. But mm-hmm. again, okay. if you decide that what you really you're more comfortable doing bonds and bond investing in your retirement accounts because it's just easier to do and you just want to add the 60 or 65 grand and put it into a couple more ETFs, that's fine too. But uh, my big input into this conversation is Mm -hmm. that I think you need some more stability. I think you need to ratchet your risk down a little bit so that if if, even if the most aggressive person out there is listening and saying like, Kelly, rock on, just be, kill it, you know, go all stocks. uh Uh-uh. I really would not be more. I mean, to me, aggressive growth means 80% stocks, 20% in safer stuff. Mm-hmm. So okay. and, and and I'm really like a boring wimp. So that's what I would do. And do you have bond choices inside of some of these retirement funds? I presume so. Yeah, I think I mean, even in mine, I think that I can do a, a targeted fund, which would be much more conservative than what I'm in. Yeah, currently. I just would be careful because some of the target date funds have higher fees. So you may just want to own a bond index. I mean, all of mine have high fees. For some reason, the teacher's accounts are very expensive. So that is, again, why I've been in stocks Mm -hmm. in there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, that, I mean, the reason why that it's in an ETF, my retirement account, is because the fee is so much cheaper, which I don't know if that's really a smart choice. Well, it is a smart choice, but what I would say is this, that Inside of every retirement account is usually a bond index and a stock index. And if you stick to that, that's the best way to keep your expenses down. And, okay. you know, like I, I I, totally get I used to have clients 100 years ago and I would look at some of these teacher 403Bs and I would say, my God, you know, these are so expensive or they're annuities and they're so expensive. And I'm not exactly sure how this turned out that like our our most prized employees out there teaching our, the youth of America get hosed on their investment, but it happens a lot. So yes. if you can keep your, if you can really say, let me look at what's inside of my plan and choose the index option, it, that will help minimize the expenses. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Sounds good. You feel good? Yeah. All right. So Thank look, you. I just, another happy marriage. Don't go to cancel the shrink appointment. I just fixed it. Okay. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, I, we won't go to blows over this. Good. So. Excellent. Kelly, thanks so much for calling. Thank you. Take care. Okay, that's a wrap of our Better Off bonus question of the week. If you've got a question, it's simple. Send us an email at askjill at betteroffpodcast.com. We'll arrange to get you on. And don't forget, in just a couple of days, there's a brand new episode of the Better Off Podcast sponsored by Betterment. Talk to you then. Talk to you then.